everyone. Welcome to Porsche Talk Podcast. I'm Mark from the Rarely on YouTube Anymore channel, Mark and Cars, and I'm joined with Ajmal. G'day, Ajmal. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Um, it feels like it's been ages since we've spoken. But I know. A whole it's week. It's been a week. Yeah, it's been a whole week. <laughs> what have you been up to? What's been going on in the well, uh, world of Ajmal? Well, this, this week, I mean, firstly, last week was brilliant talking to Brock. It was, wasn't it? Sat in his car as well. Yeah, it, it was really good. And he's I mean, he's had some great stories from Amelia Island. I can't believe week, you and I didn't get the invite. I know. I'm still a bit sore about, you know, Magnus not coming to talk to us. Hmm. Don't worry about Magnus. Just, we don't need um, Magnus, but Magnus, if you do want to come on, we still, we do need you a little bit. Yeah, we, we do we do kind of, but yeah, yeah. we don't. <laughs> <laughs> do you, I, I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what, I reckon you'd be pretty disappointed when he does front up. Boy. I oh, Just because of the hype that leads into it, this is a lot of foreplay. Oh, oh I don't know. Come on, no. Nah, it will, it'll be awesome. It'll yeah, be of course awesome. it would be. Magnus, you know we love you. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, this week, so this week has been interesting because Good. Um, I don't know if anybody's see. Actually, I haven't made the video live yet on YouTube, but on Monday, I went to drive a brand new Macan GTS. Woza. At the uh, uh, Porsche GB. Hang on, uh, did you say a Macan GTS? Yes. Hang on. I've been, I've got to do it. Hang on. Don't. I didn't even hear that. I didn't even hear that. Oh, good, good. For, for anyone listening, Mark's tried to do a sound effect then. Oh, you'll hear, oh, don't worry. They'll hear it on the road software that I record the audio on. And after listening to last week's podcast, before we get on the McCann GDS, I'm sorry for the audio quality, everyone. I was using my iPad. I didn't have my laptop. I didn't have my microphone. I'm using some. Anyway, look, Brock. It wasn't as good as it should have been, but it was good entertainment because the content was good. Yes. No, Brock was brilliant. Um, so about this GTS. Yeah, yeah. McCann so GTS, yeah. I, I the world's biggest hot hatch. Porsche. Pardon? The world's biggest hot hatch. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I can't, and, and it was you. you. You're the one who challenged me to go and drive one. Of course. Because I've been down on them for absolutely ages, yeah. especially not – I mean, SUVs as a concept, I, I do think are they're killing the planet. There's these the, the the number one car that's bought type of car that's bought almost around the world. Not in and Australia. They are they don't need to be that size. They don't need to be that inefficient. Even if it's electric, even if it's hybrid, whatever it is, it's way more inefficient than a hatchback, for example. So anyway, that's my personal feeling on it. Just on that point, but, before you go further on that. Yeah, they still don't outsell trucks in the US. Okay, and they're still not the number one selling um, car style in Australia. No, it must be UK thing then. Uh, and Europe, UK. Yeah, um, because they they're just literally everywhere. You can't. Yeah, compact SUV right. is the the new family sedan. Let's face it. Yeah, exactly. And the amount of cars that have the word cross in their name, it's just ridiculous now. You know. Cross this. Cross do you think that. it's to just? Do you think it's just so that you put you in the mood because you know that's how you're going to be when you drive one? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So anyway, I went to Porsche. So a big thank you to Leone and Tina at the dealership uh, who Thanks organised it. Thanks, Tina. And I, I didn't 
express any kind of preference about what kind it would be. But the reason I was going was, and I explained this in an email, uh, was that a lot of people talk about the sports SUV. Is that what the S stands for? The S stands for, which I'm kind of saying sports, sports utility vehicle. So uh, Because the sporty ones, (laughs) exactly, your bank bank. (laughs) Because uh, because people, people talk about them, that it's the, you know, it's everything. Um, it's your practical car, it's your family car, it's your crazy acceleration car, it's your off-roader. Uh, whereas I think it's a compromise on all of those things because As off-roading. As are most cars, Ashmal. Yeah, but they're not. I know I know. if you're operating in a narrow band, but it's when people talk about them specifically as, oh, it handles like a, you know, the Macan GTS handles could handle a bit like a 911 well no one said that because it doesn't but <laughs> but but you know people talk about them as in oh my god it accelerates from 0 to 60 in god knows you know a millisecond and so it, me- it must mean that it's a, a sports car which it isn't so anyway that was the point that i went to make not about the whole thing about suvs and the concept of suv so it's just about sure. is it the equivalent of a sports car to that so end when before I got you there, get further before you get further i've got some questions for you go on is it a nice car? Yes. Every metric by which you can measure a car other than 911, is it a good car? Every metric. Every me- No. Good. Okay. Yep. Um, so it's good so to hear that it's not going to be a great big suck video of saying how good it is. Good. Yeah. Keep going. So... On the positive, so when I got there, obviously, Tina told me, she said, look, I've got you a GTS. It had 78 miles on it. And it had, obviously, the GTS is, it's the Gen 3. So It's the new turbo, Gen. isn't it? Because they don't make the turbo uh, anymore. Exactly. And, and it's the same performance as the turbo, but it's got a little bit more drama with it. Ah, it's got the okay. fancy exhaust. Sure. It's got a bit more... I think the wheels um, look more. aftermarket, but they're factory. Yes, yes. Uh, and it was, you know, it was jet black. It had the chrono pack. Um, obviously, it was the demo car, so it had the works. And it, it was brand spanking new. So you get in, it's it's got the Alcantara. Everything's Alcantara. The seat centers at Alcantara. Not true. The parts of the door. It's all sport techs. It's Porsche. Oh, okay. Sport tech. But <laughs> even the steering wheel. Yep. That's right. Well, if anyone's going to watch the video, I've called it Alcantara. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, even the steering wheel. And and the thing that I, I didn't actually mention in the video is it's the steering wheel is quite thin to hold. And it's quite really? nice. It's, yeah. Mm. Um, but when you hold it, it's it kind of feels nice in your hands. Yeah. But then I was thinking, well, when that material on the steering wheel is Get shiny, like they all do, yeah. And what happens? Yeah, what happens if it's got, you know, 40,000 miles on the clock? Does that just does that just look awful? Ajmal, in the UK, the average age of ownership of a brand-new bought car is 23 months. Say that again. The average age of a brand-new purchased car in the UK is 23 months. When you buy a new car, the average person keeps it for 23 months. 23 months. Well, so that was, that was something that I did go into when I drove it because I did think about, obviously there's a lot of touchscreen 
this is before we even talk about, you know, it being a sports car. But um, there's a lot of touchscreen. Well, you've got to remember the old um, one had a thousand buttons down the console, remember? Did you ever yeah, see one so of the this old one's ones? Got, so this one's got the, you know, the, the user interface is pr- pretty awesome on the on the stereo and on the sure. sat-nav. Not, not that anyone uses the sat-nav, everyone uses CarPlay or Android yep, Play. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then in the center console past the auto gear stick are all of your climate controls, and they're all touchscreen type controls as well that are on a pane of glass. They've got haptic feedback, like you hit the button, it gives That's you a little kickback yeah, yeah. type thing. Does it have that yep. stuff? That's it. It does yep. have those and, mm-hmm. and the exhaust buttons down there. But the thing I did like was the if you're driving along and you want to adjust the temperature of the climate control, sure. they were actual toggle buttons up oh, and down. Yeah. Yep, sure. And I like that because they're the kind of things that you are likely to change as you're driving. So you don't want to be looking down and thinking, am I about to hit the right button? Does it have a volume or, knob? Um, I don't know. I didn't look, but it has got it on the steering wheel. Yeah, so, I know, but I like a knob. Yeah. I do. Volume. I do like uh, a, a volume knob. And also like a fan it's control like, rotating. Like I've got yes. in my Yaris, I've got these stupid buttons up and down, right? But in my TIG one, I've got a yep. full big dial you turn for the fan. You know, I like that. Exactly. So when it's got a toggle up and down toggle button mm, for yeah, the temperature yeah, sure. and the fans. So the temperature and the fan buttons are next to each other. And it's just up or down. Didn't they do that in like the first generation KNs and the like the nine nine sevens and stuff yes. like that as well? Yeah. That same sort and, of thing. And it kind it kind of works. It kind of works. Yeah. It's, it's all the buttons the look like poo once a car's ten years old, though. Yeah, that, that is true. That is true. Especially because if they're the, silver. The, yes, they were silver. <laughs> but the <laughs> but the T ones controls that you're talking about probably would have been the same as the golf seven or 2017 golf r yeah the one you yeah. golf um, you had that climate control was probably identical to what my tig one is yeah so i liked that because it was just everything was press a button a, a physical button or just toggle it yeah. left or right to go up and down and um so from that point of view getting in the feel of it everything was brilliant i mean it's a massive car to behold so i deliberately is it big to sit in like felt like a big car on the road yeah it, it um on the road not so much it is when you're when you're in a lane uh and there's cars either side of you and you're kind of very aware that it feels like you're much closer to them than i would have been in my 996 yeah but you look are. you live out in the sticks where everyone still gets around in a horse and carriage and that's how wide the roads are uh no this was this was actually i did have to go into you know into the big smoke oh okay yeah yeah. <laughs> i say the big smoke it's you know the next village along <laughs> which is bigger, but it was, um, it did, it did feel bigger on the road. And, uh, I mean, it sounds great as well. So you turn the, uh, the exhaust on and it sounds fantastic. Yeah. But I, I V6? Have this, pardon? V6. V6. Yeah. Yeah. And in, um, when you're in the car, I had this debate with myself, whether the sound was also coming through the speakers. Sure. Because I don't know if it is, cause I didn't look that up afterwards, but, I could hear it quite clearly. It's a great sound, but when you open the window and you kind of feel like, hang on, it sounds different. It's not, it's not like it's coming from outside. So it all added to it. It was fine and it was very comfortable. There was a little bit of road noise because obviously the tires are quite thin on massive big uh, alloys. 21s or something like that, are they? Yeah, they're, they're huge. They're up past my knee. And, and you know, the car is. They look like I saw the, the photo on your Instagram, right? Yeah. The wheels look like a 12 year old yeah. Spectrum. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they do. I mean, the, the, all of the car feels like that. Yeah, because okay. I don't like the rear light yes. bar on the new ones. 
Yeah, I think a lot of people have talked about that. The styling's just not as classy as the first generation, in my opinion. I don't think it is because it, it it feels like it's gone more down the Cayenne route of styling, whereas the styling that would different make the assumption that Cayenne was a good styling exercise, and the newer the, the newer ones are those, and just I don't know. anyway, what do I know? Yeah, I'm only, I, I mean, I'm only a potential customer. Exactly. Well, well, I mean, for me, I, I'm not a potential customer, but as as an SUV, as a sporty, sports utility vehicle, vehicle, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, it's a great, it's a great piece of engineering. It's incredibly well built. The the way that they've put everything together when you're sat inside it, everything's intuitive. You know exactly where everything is. If you've driven any kind of old Porsche, it's yep. just really easy. You yeah, heavy is it and drive. But um. But the so a little bit of the specs. I did get. A, I did ask for a data sheet on it. Yeah, good idea. So it's um, so it's obviously the the V six. Um, it had the Corona Pack, so which meant that obviously accelerated a bit better, um, and it did naught to sixty in four point three seconds. That's yeah, that, with the that's Corona pretty Pack quick. enabled. Yeah, and it's like four point five without the Corona Pack. Um, and obviously there's, there's settings that you can adjust on the suspension and things like that, which I didn't touch any of those. It's more if I'm driving along and I want to put my foot down, what's it like? Yep. So all of that stuff, you know, if you like the look of an SUV, it's one of the better ones probably out there. Um, build quality, fantastic. Holy uh, moly, the thing's two ton. Yeah. And you feel it. You feel that when you You can't hide from that number. Um, and oh, uh, I should mention the price. So it's great price idea. over here. Uh, it so that one with all the options that it had on the road price was seventy two and a half thousand pounds. GDS um, seventy two and a half. Yep, seventy two and a half. That's drive it away. Yep, sure. Um, so without any of the options and without the you know uh, on the road stuff, it's yep. sort of sixty four thousand seven hundred. Okay, so I reckon I reckon the option amount you just gave as a dollar figure or a pound figure, yeah, is probably about what the average would be for people who bought those cars anyway. Is how much know. they'd spend on options, you know? Yeah, because it because it didn't because it's the GTS. Mm-hmm. It didn't comes have, with a lot anyway. It need, it doesn't need. It comes with nearly everything. You know, it's two sort of A4 sheets of of the standard yeah, stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So that's one hundred and thirty thousand dollars Australian. And the stuff, yeah. Okay. And that's gonna is that gonna have your luxury car tax on it? No, you don't have luxury car tax. That's you know that's your that's if you can no, your, your pounds over there. I mean, over oh, hundred percent it will. Yeah, for sure. If it's over sixty six thousand dollars. Ah, right. And I reckon there's a good chance it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be. <laughs> so, how much did we just say that was? One hundred and thirty. Yeah. Let's see how much they are here. GDS without options, drive away. Hmm. Anyway, keep telling me about it. What else? Well, oh, so um, the options that were selected on that one, it had the Bose stereo. Yep. Uh, it had wireless charging. Uh, so the Bose stereo was kind of eight hundred and thirty-four pounds. Wireless charging was it? Wireless charging is an upcharge. Did it have an upcharge on the paint, yeah. or was it a standard color? Oh no, it's it's. it's is it one uh, of the free colors? Uh, no, the color was the color is black. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah. So no no charge for that. 
Um, it's, oh, it's got the up spec wheels though. Jeez, the standard yep. wheels look much nicer. Uh, how much are the wheels? Da, da, da. No, I don't think. Uh, but, uh. Oh yeah, the steering the steering wheel in in race tech, uh yeah, yeah. was an extra seven hundred and twenty pounds. Wow, sir. So yeah, the boost stereo was eight thirty. The compart smartphone compartment with wireless charging was three fifty. Mm -hmm. Reversing camera three sixty. Privacy glass three thirty. Uh, There's plenty there, isn't it? Automatic dimming interior lights, 250. So individually, they're not massive. No, they it's all adding up to, what was it, 12,000 pounds or something different, wasn't it? Uh, no, the it's actually about six. Between the... 6,000 pounds. Oh, yeah, you said 72 and a half, didn't you? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, um, and then, yeah, the interior, the extended race tech and the leather, because it had leather across the dash, beautifully stitched. Uh, that was eleven hundred pounds. They can do panoramic. Those interior roof. guys and girls are pretty good at Porsche when it comes to interior bolting together, aren't they? Oh yeah, it's it it was beautiful. It was just, and you wanted to touch everything. It's just so lovely in there. Yeah, perfect for um, your um, kids with muddy boots on that car. Well, that was the thing I was thinking. So if you buy it <laughs> and it's your utility vehicle, are you going to go off road in it? Are you going to get your mucky kids and 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 dog in there? Um, are you going to go to the, the the tip to get rid of the rubbish? Like me, I suspect deep down you'd love to be the guy that is doing that to that car. Um, like put some oh, good winter well, tyres on I it, do it to my and flog I do it, it you know what I mean? I yeah, to, which is what I would do. Like without options, that car, drive away here, like in great in pounds, in pound, your price converted to Australian dollars is what did we say, one... 29 yeah here in australia without options that car is yeah. 149 so it's without options it's an extra twenty thousand dollars that's all got to be luxury car tax yeah it's got to be and profit you know it's got to be oh wow a lot of dough right now isn't it so the equivalent is it's probably kinda... about 165 yeah wow. once you add those options on Geez, they get us over here, don't they? They really do, don't they? No, Jeez. Do. it is what it is. <laughs> anyway, anyway, that was so. That was my kind of feeling before I started driving it. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, anyway, you know, before I've, we go any further, have you ordered one? Uh, of course, of course, I haven't ordered one. <laughs> I was going to see this went out on a curveball somewhere. You try to be the <laughs> yeah. tough guy, and you'll you do it. I've ordered, I've ordered two. <laughs> did you let Did you let the wife drive it? Pardon? Did you let your wife drive it? No, 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 no. I, I only took it out for a short drive and I took it straight back. Good decision. Otherwise, there might really be one in the driveway right now. No. No, she doesn't care. She's she's She hasn't driven it, view. Ajmal. She hasn't driven it. Yeah, but she's a similar view to me on SUVs and she would have that Golf R back in a heartbeat. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so, Are you supposed to have a Range Rover where you live? Uh, a, a lot of people do. There's, or Range Rover Sport, sorry. Yeah, there's two two that go past our house regularly, and they are really gunning it up the hill, and it's they're loud. Oh, I tell you what. Speaking of Range Rover Sports, I came across someone that I know is your neighbour during the week. Who? 
you live in South Oxfordshire, is that right? Yeah. Doesn't Ginger Spice and her husband, who sort of run Red Bull Racing, live in South Oxfordshire? Do they? They well, do. Because on the drive to survive, they showed them flying in in their helicopter, and it said South Oxfordshire. I thought, I reckon Ashmole lives there. What? I did not know. Well, so the Horners live in your corners. Yeah, they could be around here somewhere. Oh, look. I'll have to look that up. You know, look, you're going to have to start, you know, coming up with some reasons to go around. Let's get him on the podcast. Get, get him, or get, even get better, him his wife. Let's get all the Spice Girls on. Oh, my God. That would be amazing, but I'm not sure that's a possibility. I feel like you've given up before you've tried. I mean, I'd be, I'd be happy to get, like, Jodie Kidd on. I don't know who that is. That'd be amazing. You don't know who Jodie Kidd is? No. What? She's you know supermodel, racing driver, TV presenter. Never heard of her. YouTube. She's got a YouTube. Like a she? Okay, never heard of her. Well, she's she's a bit of a legend over here. Does she live in your backyard? Is she in, in your precinct? Uh no, no. How did her name it's, come up? Then? At least I reckon she lives at least two hour drive. Away. I thought we we're talking about You're your neighbours thinking... for a minute. <laughs> no, no. Although I did hear. I did speak to one of my neighbours who's a former racing driver. But I can't give away who he is because then you'll be able to look him up and it'll say where he lives and he lives like three doors away. Yeah, okay. Fair cop. <laughs> More importantly. Yes. Give Christian a call. We'll see if we can get him on. I'll have a word. Yeah, he's, look, he's just over the fence. Invite him over to you know the barbie. I'll, 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 get, I'll get my people to fax his people. and then we'll, You know we'll what? We've probably got it. more chance of getting him, him on than Magnus at the moment. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Yes. Oh, we haven't got a guest lined up, I just thought. For next week? Yeah. That's okay. Get Jack on. When are we going to talk Flat Six Jack about the box turn? Well, well, I, that's that's the second half of my week. I'll tell you about that in a minute. <laughs> okay, anyway, let's, let's keep going on the mechanic. We haven't even started on mine yet. So, so anyway, I got in, I got in, started driving, and obviously it was lovely. It sounded great. It's smooth. Uh, you know, it's everything's amazing, and but you know you're, you're definitely high up off the road. Sure, you might be sat low in the car. Yeah, but yeah, you're you're a, your bum's road. a meter off the ground, right? Yeah, exactly. So when when I'm in traffic and I'm sat looking down at a normal size hatchback, and they feel like that car's really close. Hang on, that car's really close. I guess it's something you get used to if you drive them all the time. Um, anyway, so within three minutes, I hit the dual carriageway, so where the, it's a national speed limit. Sure. So buried it, just floored it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you get a bit of noise. You don't get the jolt back in the seat. And then before you know it, you're doing like walk back to 10. Yep, yep. And golf R, like it, the golf R type experience where, ooh, the horizon's well, coming very quickly. The, yeah, the, the horizon's coming at you quickly. But with the golf R, you get a little bit more of the acceleration, the Drama. sense of speed. Yeah, you get nothing. You get nothing. You just get a little bit of exhaust noise and you just look down and go, oh my God, I'm about to get banned. <laughs> <laughs> it, it so was, you're well insulated from the outside world is what you're telling me. Oh God, yeah, it's so big. You get no sense of acceleration. Can you imagine what a four. KN turbo must be like for you? I know. The next know, size the up? Is it's, or a Bentayga? Yeah how, much, yeah, how much power does it take and an energy to get that thing to move from zero to 60 miles an hour. Well, Porsche and actually then you get um, no published those it. figures, how much CO2 is getting punched out in that car. Exactly. And you get no sense 
of that speed and acceleration. So you, you're telling me you don't even appreciate the fossil fuel you're burning as you're doing it? Yeah, exactly. And then not only that, so I didn't change, again, I didn't change any of the settings, but I went round a couple of roundabouts fairly quickly and it doesn't half lean. Like you are leaning. Hmm. And, and I thought... Well, your bottom's a meter I, off I, the ground. You can't fight that, that, those physics. Well, I, I assumed that it would have some clever technology that would... Like PASM. Yeah, that would just stiffen it up on that side and go, hang on, we're about to lean. Let's yeah, stiffen okay. that side up. And obviously you didn't really feel the, the bumps. You did a little bit, but because the tires aren't proper big tires, mm. you didn't really feel, felt them a little bit. But then for me, it was all of that, the, the sports car stuff. It just, it accelerated and the numbers look great. On the piece of paper that they gave me, it looked great. And as an SUV, it's, fant- it's a fantastic piece of engineering, build quality, color, everything. But then, it just didn't do it as a sports car. No. Can it's I ask you? Can I ask you no. some family questions about the car? Go on if then. you know the answers, I've yep. I've driven a current series Macan S, not a GDS. Okay. Mm. Did the GDS have charging docks for each rear passenger for kids with iPads or anything like that? I did not get in the back, but the one thing I did. Notice was that if you in the back, yes, two adults obviously can sit really comfortably. Yeah, three would be tight though in a McCann. Well, it's not even the fact that it is tight, it's not actually a seat. Yeah, it's that little booster thing in the bit in the middle. Yeah, exactly. You're sat on the on the bit of leather in the yeah. middle in you between see, the two. It's like putting two race car buckets together and you've got this thing wedged up your yeah. placker. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, I mean, it's kind of flat, but you're, you're not going to sit, but they've made the long. two other seats buckety. Exactly, and and that's and, and one of the arguments that against the whole SUV concept, which were kind of very off the sports thing, but was that they're no more comfortable and no more practical than a hatchback. Yeah. So yep. you know, if I would still have my Golf R over that car, you know, if someone said that your sure. everyday car, mm-hmm. and this is the thing that people don't understand. If, you know, if you if I won the lotto tomorrow and I won a hundred million, my everyday car would probably still be a because I've got small children would probably still be a Golf R because. I'm going to it throw like some thing. controversy in here. You ready? Go on then. From the McCann S I experienced, and mm. only last week, Oh, an Audi Q5, brand new. Okay. Right? Well, I want to say brand mm. new, 100,000 kilometers on it. I reckon the Audi Q5 felt sportier. The suspension, that- the acceleration, the throttle response. The interior mm. quality was better in the Audi. Oh, wow. Really? Yep. The But I will say this, the touch points to drive, how they felt in your hands, where you just rest your arm on the sill yep. of the door, where your hands naturally fall to do things, the and the entertainment system was far superior in the McCann. Yeah, I, th- I, I thought that quality was was fantastic but yeah can, like the audi q5 that is you know they're both made on the same platform obviously and by yeah. the same parent mm. company but yeah. i felt the suspension and throttle response was more active in the q5 than the mccann is well it's just so sanitized in the mccann and you know it's the it's the sportier version yeah but you think the audi q5 would be that much higher level of conservatism wouldn't you yeah would, i would have thought so but it, but was, it wasn't it's an rs so it wasn't a 
what are they called? RS5, Q5 or whatever. Yeah, whatever they're called. It wasn't the sporty one of those, which would be even worse, right? Yeah. But I felt the suspension was too harsh in the um, Audi. Oh, wow. It felt too much trying to be a sports, a sedan or a sports car than a SUV. Well, I thought this was this leaned so much. Um, obviously, you've got no sense of acceleration and speed, and, that's, and also, and that's your reference right? point is a completely flogged suspension in a nine nine six. Yeah, yeah, my car doesn't lean, mm. uh, and my car doesn't need a, a suspension refresh. But it was the, and and the brakes, the brakes were the biggest surprise to me. I expected them to just stop on a dime. They weren't as good as you thought they were going to be. Yeah, I I, I expected that's them because in my golf r remember they were they were kind of really uh really, really sensitive yeah okay. and you could just get v- a lot volkswagen of volkswagen brakes are like that every vw drive yeah i think the brake pedal is oversensitive on audi's definitely on every no, no, i'm audi talking about in v-dubs but we've had golfs in the past i've had transporter vans we've had caddies all those every v-dub i've had even a polo my wife had for a little bit Every one of them, I thought the brake pedal's always been oversensitive on them. Oh, see, I, I I thought it was pretty good, and it gave you that real confident feeling in the car. But with an Audi, I always felt like it was almost like a button. It's They're on or off. Yeah, okay. So, so you get a bit of travel at first where nothing happens, and then you go, oh, I need to brake a bit harder, and then it just stops. It's like you've put an emergency, you've done an emergency stop. As a reference point, Toyota have done an amazing job on the GA Yaris brakes. They were, I remember remarking on those when I drove one. I didn't drive it for long, but I remember braking hard just to see what it was like. Yeah, like and it's 20 laps on a racetrack in 40-degree heat outside. The things just didn't even fade. Wow. That's Completely stock brakes. I mean, it is it is a rally car, really, isn't it? It is a rally car. <laughs> it's just, when people say to you, oh, it's you know, it's amazing at this. And go, yeah, it's actually a rally car that you bought. <laughs> it's not. It is actually a rally car, and, that, and that, that's why you can't fit three people in the back. In fact, you can't even fit two. Yeah, yeah, and not only that, it's just which is why because it's so hard to get hold of. Which is why they're going to stop selling it. Which is why the price is never going to go down. Which is why they're never going to have massive miles on Toyota them. Toyota announced an automatic version coming out this week. What the for? What for? Paddle shift faster. Hang on. Hang on. No, we need to talk about this in a minute. Let me just finish this thing about the Macan. Right. So I took it back. And then when I got back in my 996, at first I did park the Macan GTS next to my. Get a photo for size proportions. I did get a photo. It's going to go on Instagram after this. Yeah. And it's it's ridiculous. I was parked next to it, I couldn't see it from the driver's seat. (laughs) I couldn't see my 996. Um, but when I got back in, it just the steering felt so direct. Yep. In my nine nine six, and it felt zippy. Like, you know, it's not it's not a very lightweight car mm-hmm. because you've got that weight hanging out the back. But it just felt zippier. It felt you know all the things that I think. Well, it's also naturally aspirated in. as well. Remember that McCann's a turbocharged yeah. car. Yes. So that yeah. torque, early torque in your car, is very different to the McCann, until the McCann comes on song and then it just blows the lid off everything. Right? Yeah. But I think it was the it was the sense of acceleration that you got. Yeah, sure. And it was just, and, and you know when you're in it and you're going, I've just been in a 72,000 pound car. 
and I prefer my really crusty 911, which is why, which is why my wife says, "What well, I can't understand why you love that car." <laughs> it's just every time I get in it, I just it makes me smile. Apart from obviously the oil thing the other yep. week, yep, uh, or lack of oil thing. Yeah, have you put oil in it since? Two liters. Two liters. Yeah. What's the What's the capacity? I don't know. So <laughs> two point two. Can. I bought a new oh, no. can. Hang on. Um, no, no, we know because you were down at like 12.5% and you've put two litres in. So it could only be about 2.4 litres, your capacity. No, 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 no. It's got to be more than that. It's got to be more than that because I don't that's know dry, how much. Maybe it's you- a dry sump, remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, I reckon it'd be a good four litres. If anyone out there is listening and knows what the oil yeah. capacity for 996 is, please let us know. So I put in I, I put, because it was still parked on the slope. So when I came back, and I got I went in the morning and I put in. I thought it's got to be it's got to need at least a liter. <coughs> and so I put in a liter, mm-hmm. and I went for it. And I started it up in the morning, and it still made that noise, that awful noise. Tickety tick tock. Uh, yeah, and then so I drove it, and for the rest of the day, it didn't make the noise. And then when I came back, I parked it again, and I put in another liter and then i went and checked the the sure. the gate the guide that comes up the digital one it's so dumb yeah, on. but anyway yeah well it, it, it give me a dipstick uh, for christ's sake well no i did the, I, I did the dipstick as well okay um so the dipstick was just off maximum okay and on the dash it was two bars below uh maximum so i haven't fired it up since mm. i suspect it will still make that noise okay. in fact it could it could be that it's it's just basically fucked <laughs> it, it drives unlo- fantastic un- stuff. unlikely unlikely possible that, unlikely you know, knocking in the morning but it does it, it drives great i don't i suspect ashmal from the gist you've given in previous podcasts you're not in a position to do that engine rebuild no no, and I don't think I you're going to get it across the line at home when you're having the budget discussion either. Uh, no. No, well, I haven't got any money. I'm maxed out on my overdraft, my credit card. Oh. Well, so, listeners yeah. don't need to know about that. The, um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so the Boxster may need fixing as a priority. Yes, so the Boxster. Now, I – so I've bought the parts. I've got all yep. the parts. We now. spoke about that with so, Brock. Yep. Yep. Um, so yesterday I cleaned it inside, uh, inside. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The outside just got a cover on it, but I'm, I'm going to send you something while, while we're talking. Go on then. And, uh, you can, you can be sick if you want. I don't uh, think I will be. No, pretty... Nothing you've shown me so far is overly repulsive. I've dealt with old cars that have been in the sun with water <laughs> leaks. Okay. Well, you've, you've got to remember, Ashmal. Can you imagine what it's like when um, when water gets in a car in Australia with the windows up, parked in the sun? Yeah, but they, 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 the heat must dry out. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> no. No way. Hey, um, okay, well. I'll tell you what I've done this week, Ashmal. I've used yes. my three, five, six as a daily. What? Hmm? Oh, what's the what's the temperature now? What are you talking about? 
outside. Yeah. Right now at eight forty one PM. Yeah. Twenty three degrees. So during the day, what, 30, 32, nah, 33? Probably high twenties today it would have okay, been. Okay, okay. All right, that's not too it's bad. Quite nice I thought at you the were moment. still in kind of the mid thirties or something. Nah. <laughs> that's funny. Just so the listeners <laughs> know. Okay? Ajamal sent me a photo of his gear knob with what can only be described as green growth on the leather, not the metal, obviously. That would have come off okay with a bit of bleach, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it came off, but it, that's what it was like. All ca- how bad is the car smell? Oh, the car smells bleachy now, I guess. Uh, the car does smell ble- bleachy now. So but then oh, what happened was... Can I give you some advice cool. on cleaning the inside of cars from mold, from my own experience? Go on, then. It doesn't smell as bad as bleach. Well. Metho. So I didn't use bleach bleach because obviously we're, you know, ruined the leather. And, yeah, uh, ruin the leather. Surfaces. More. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, I used sort of uh, antibacterial surface cleaner. Which yeah, is yeah. Quite mild. Yeah, sure, sure. So I use that all over, but but that stuff, that photo that I sent you, which mm. I'll put up on Instagram later today, um, it came off as powder. Oh, okay. Um, so and it was everywhere. It was all over the dash. So you had to vacuum the whole wheel. car out as well. Uh, I didn't vacuum the car because it was, the last time I closed it up, it was all vacuumed out. Yeah. Okay. So but all this powder, all this up, dust will be in there. Uh, I did. Um, no, I did it with a. I got it with a damp cloth. So none of it sure, kicked sure. up anywhere. And then I, I sprayed the carpet with similar antibacterial surface stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, so it look, kind of looks okay, but... I'd use an alcohol was, product. It'd be my two cents worth, like a methylated spirits or something over all the surfaces, because that'll destroy that anything else from coming in. Yeah, so I'll probably have to do that. Um, but what happened was, so this was two days... No, it wasn't yesterday. It was the day before yesterday. Where it was sunny. Yep. Um, and then I thought, you know what? I'll take the cover off. I'll put the battery back in. Get the roof down. Yeah, good idea. Get in the sun. Does the roof work? Um, uh, the roof does work when the battery's in, obviously. Sure. <laughs> but when, um, but yesterday it rained heavily all day, all day. Did you have the roof up so when this happened? Uh, yes, yeah, so I had the cover back on. Oh, good, good. Yeah, yeah. So now it's sunny today, and it's what time is it? It's quarter to one. So what I'm going to do is after we finish this, I want to go and put the battery in. I want to move it to the middle of the driveway, get the roof down, and just leave it there. Because when are the parts getting I fitted? The... Pardon? When are you going to fit the parts? Um, I have messaged Jack to say when can I bring it over. Let me see if he's responded. He has not responded, so I'm hoping to take it over either later today or tomorrow. Sure, but I can't. I can't leave it with him. Why? Because, well, because he'll if he's not working on it it'll be parked outside and it'll just get wet again inside if it's left in the rain i have to fix the seal which seal's broken it's a door seal one of the door seals Uh, is it one or both it's so anyone who owns a boxster or a 996 will know that when water gets in apart from when the um drainage holes are blocked blocked yeah but when those are fine it's down by where the door speakers are sure and you always get a wet patch in the door and you get a uh, patch in that corner. I did not realise that. That's, that's what, yeah, that's what's happening. So I need to sort that out. The door seal looks fine, mm-hmm. but it's just a bit, it's just, I can't, I can't take home to clean it again. 
The um, so gross. The seal's probably only about a ten dollar part, is it? Uh, I have no idea. I just I just need to just get one. Hmm, okay. The um, so driving the three five six each day this week. Yeah, I've been working on a building site all week too, and oh wow, it's been an absolute ray of delight seeing it parked in the the suburb that I was working in. A lot of tradesmen and industrial businesses are there, so there's a lot of Toyota Hiluxes and um, Camry company cars, lots of just white, silver, vanilla-looking blocks that just with wheels on them that are of purely function, not you know, not a style. And seeing my red car parked amongst them, it just looks. It's just like something from out of space. Did it look tiny next to all oh, of them? Of course it did. Like the, the car's tiny anyway. <laughs> yeah. You know, your your nine twelve looks big next to a three five six. Would it? Yep. I thought that'd be. I know because I know people with nine twelves, and I've had mine parked next to it. Yeah, because because PJ's got a nine uh, a three five six, which I've seen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess it would, wouldn't it? It'd look bigger. Well, put it yeah. this way: a sixty six or a sixty five nine eleven looks big compared to a three five six. So the short wheelbase. 911s look big compared to a 356. Oh. So, so how, and how was the driving experience? So, oh, good. Because like it's, a, it's a pretty good driving car. Like it's got its foibles. And when you mm. own the car, you learn to live with them or work around them, yep. you know. Yep. Overall, you know, once you know how to start the car and all that sort of, all that fundamental stuff that owning a classic car involves. Yeah. Once you're in that, the weather's been perfect this week. You know, it's just been stunning. It's like hardly any wind, not too hot. Oh, brilliant. You know, so it's been spot on for driving a car like this. We had a couple of light showers, but, you know, that was when I was working, so I had to race out to wind the windows back up <laughs> and close the little quarter windows, you know, the ones at the front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but, yeah, it's and coming home, I had to bring all my tools home on yesterday. What's that? Wednesday. So had all the Makita boxes all sort of loaded in on the footwell of the passenger side on the seat, laid the seat down, laid the back seats down and put them on the parcel shelf. Oh, cool. Yep. So it's and, – and when you get up in the morning and mm-hmm. fire it up, mm-hmm. I mean, because the thing is, I guess, because with, with my – even my 996, I used to get that anxiety when I was driving to work. Will it start? Is it that what you're talking start, about? But, yeah, but, but it, that kind of faded really quickly because when I first got it, obviously I didn't know the car. And it's now, just your starting anyway. routine, Ajmal. Like, you know, yeah. I know the car's been sitting for a week. I've mm. got a um, a button I've mounted under my dashy that I know where it is that's got a priming electric fuel pump. So I'll click and hold the button for till I hear the noise change so I know the fuel's gotten all the way through to the carbs. You know, pump the accelerator four times, hold it flat to the floor, turn the key, boom, up it goes every time, right? But if I leave for a week and don't use the priming pump, for at least you know five or six seconds, then boom, up it goes. You know. Yeah. See, see, mine it's got an electric pump, and yep. obviously, you know when it when yours it is a full time electric pump though. In that on a nine twelve yeah. volt, if I remember, isn't it? Yeah. So it doesn't so use so a mechanical not, fuel pump at all. Uh, no, it's just completely bypassed. Okay. Yep. So it's not got any pipes in it or anything. Sure. So when it when it goes, when you turn the ignition on, obviously you hear it clicking, mm. and then it's clicking while it's pumping the fuel. Yep. From the tank yep. to the carbs. And when it gets to the carbs, it stops clicking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wait for that, and sometimes it doesn't stop doing it. So I just 
you know, pump the accelerator and just go for it. And it sometimes it can take me like a minute of really? cranking it over. Do you, yeah, do you start it with, look, it's the same motor, it's in my car, right? But, uh, yep. you know, is it just, you just hold the accelerator flat to the floor while you're turning the key? Um, I, I No, pump. No, nah, just hold it flat down. You reckon? Hey, just leaves it open. Do you have anything to lose right now to try? No, no. And then, well, I mean, I don't know when I'm going to be able to drive it as well because if I do, I have to get it out of storage, drive it, and then go and put it back in storage. Some really would annoying. suggest you might not deserve it if you're not going to. I know. I need to sort my stuff out. Just, I need to get it, get stuff done. But back to back get. to the point of conversation. Just try it. Hold yeah. your foot flat to the floor. Give it four pumps. You know. See, I've tried that. And then just hold it the flat to the floor while you're turning the key until it fires. See, I've tried that, but it still takes a long time. I've tried okay, almost everything, and it just that first startup just takes a really long time. Because which is why when I sold my MG, which had been parked for nearly like eighteen months for two years, and it, it fired up after three seconds, <laughs> and it just been on a trickle charger, yep, same yep. old fuel. I didn't do anything. I just rolled it out, mm-hmm. turned the key, and it's fired up. So it just made me think, oh come on, German engineering should always be better. But um, but the carbs aren't set up very well, so I need to, I need to sort that out. Well, listen, but. set up well set up carbs isn't something that MG owners would often have a conversation about. I think oh, you ju- I think you just had a good you had a lucky go there. Um, you're probably right. I did I did have. And that's also assuming your carbs are set up well in the nine twelve. You can't that just set they're not set and forget. They've got to be done no. every tune up, and in a car like that. They, if you, you do your valves they every are, six months, I bet you, if you're not putting oil in your 996, you're definitely not doing your valve clearances in your 912. No, Jack did that 18 months ago. Mate, if you don't do it every six months, right, even if you don't use the car, you're going to have grief. <laughs> Pro, I promise you. Yeah. That, my friend, is a guarantee. It's in the owner's no, manual need, for a reason, Ajmal. Yeah, they need doing. Um, the carbs need setting up because. You need a garage. I, I I do, I do, and and a it's job, just and a job to pay for. I think, yeah, I, well, uh, the job thing is, yeah, I need a job. Obviously, I don't want a job. <laughs> no, no, you no, you you need, need money. a job that you want to do. Yes, that is it. That's what I need. I, I, I mean, I need an income. Um, so uh, the. The thing that I need to do is to start looking for a job. I think that's the the crux of it. Is okay. Not started. Here's, here's what we're going to do. Let's sit, put it out to listeners. What should Ajmal be when he grows up? Yes. Come and on. They're going to say, well, not, not a YouTuber or a <laughs> But I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I just I need to get onto that, and I need to I need to sort that out. But it, but it doesn't sound like meantime, much for priority. You need to go hungry for a few days to get a bit of desperation about you. I probably do. I probably do. I need to, you know, watch the Arnie movie, Stay Hungry. Um, you, but the, Your wife is incredibly tolerant. She is. She, she's just incredible. Oh, she's a lucky girl. She is. I'm pretty lucky too. Uh, <laughs> Evidently. <laughs> but, the, uh, but I need to do more with the 996 and the Boxster, and I need to get the Boxster done, drive it for a month, get rid and I think once those things that Jack's going to do, 
those three or four things, I think it's going to be a fantastic. How much are you know it for? Uh, at the moment, probably about three thousand eight hundred pounds. So after Jack's finished, you're going to be doing it for about four and a half, right? Yeah. Are you going to so get your money it, yeah. back? No. Well, I don't know because the weather's going to change. And if this stuff's and, done. Yeah, and all the stuff, all the main stuff's going to be done. If you can time it right be, to drop it, you know, in that week of uh, summer that you get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fix the seal. So, and, and the thing is, it's a prime Someone comes to test drives on a balmy afternoon. They can't see the paint imperfections because of the low light levels. Yeah. Oh, Winds I, through I'm their hair. The paint. Yeah, all, the paint's like pretty bad. But, um, but I think it's a prime candidate for a track car because it's got no I've, air conditioning. I've been looking at boxed track cars lately, Ashmel. Do you want me to post it over to you? No. But I have looked at <laughs> ones in the UK. I want one that's – if I'm buying one, I'm buying one that someone's done everything too. I want the full cage, the you know, everything, the suspension, everything's been done in the car, so it's all FIA compliant. Oh, so you should go to Rent Vehicle Design. They do that. They're doing that to one right now. No, I want one that someone spent a lot of money on and hasn't used it for two years, and it's in the garage. And their wife's saying, "You got to get this thing out of here." And, and then I want, nick it. They want to just. They want to just want to dump it. There's a few. There's, there's a few on race cars direct at the moment for that whole seventeen thousand to twenty thousand pound price point. Wow, which, which I reckon's pretty good bang for the buck. Yeah, sure, you can't register it. It is a track only car, right? Yeah, I'm not a fan of the track only thing. I want to be able to drive it there and drive home. I'll tell you the the negative to doing that, that theory. I like the idea of it too, don't get me wrong. But firstly, to do it, to get a road car that you can enjoy on the track costs mm. a fortune, right? A good one. Yeah, true. Yeah, but and you're always driving it knowing it's got to get you home. Oh, on the track, yeah. Yes, right? Yeah. So there's that issue. That's the second issue. The third is you got no insurance while you're on the track. Wouldn't you have separate insurance? You may decide to go down that path, but once you've seen the price of it, you wouldn't have. Oh, yeah, that's true. All right. To give you some perspective, a GT3, you might have heard of them before. Right. Uh, well, maybe I've maybe on the internet or something. At the moment in Australia, a nine nine six GD three is a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar car. Right. Oh my god. Yeah. But let's say you want a modern one. So let's go for a nine nine one GT three. Nine nine one GD three, close to three hundred thousand dollars Australian. Yeah. Okay. Just, yeah. Put me down for two. Yeah. I think they do bulk buys. Discounts. All right, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. do it. So that's what the money is, right? So let's say three hundred for that car. Yep. yep. Or you can buy an X Carrera Cup car that you can't use on the road. Correct. You can't use it on the road, but one it does better lap times than a GD three does. Hmm. It's a third of the price. Oh wow. Nuts. And it is fully race car. And you can own it. Yeah, but then, Holus bolus. Yeah, but then you need a trailer and stuff, don't you? Yeah, you do. 
That's what you smack hands for. GDS. With a tow bar. Yeah, but yeah, you've got to, you've got to have a trailer. You've got to have a car. Do you think a car on a trailer in your garage is taking up much more space than a car in your garage? And are you going to are you, you going to daily a GT three? Hard life, kidney belt yeah, material. See, see, it's difficult for me to comment on because I'm not a track guy. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Um, so I I know people who go and take their cars on tracks, people like you. Uh, Another one, my friend uh, who has a Yaris, he had a um, a Boxster Spider that he tracked. Lovely car. And but they were, you know, like you, they were, they were cars that he drove to the track. Sure. But I don't know anybody who actually trailers a car. Road to... rubber, also street rubber. That's good for the track. Costs a lot of money, yeah, right? True. Yeah. Oh god, yeah, because you, you would probably you, if you if you had a good day at the track, yeah, you're ripping through a set, set of, of tires, uh, right? expensive tires. Yeah, that's you've right. gone through a set, yeah, yeah. and that's what, yeah, easy, yeah, right. Whereas on the track car, you're using slicks, half the price, and they last twice as long. Um, yeah, it's true. Which reminds me, it's Formula One this weekend. It is. Formula One weekend starts tomorrow. How do you feel about supporting the Middle East and Formula One races? Um, After your little rant about Qatar Stadium getting built off the sweat of you're, you're Middle Eastern subcontinental slaves. So you're going you're to set me off now. Um, because, <laughs> because so the, the core market for Formula One is Europe, right? Historically, correct. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but you've got a historic market, you know, in Australia. You've got a historic market in Brazil, sure, uh, in parts of America, mm-hmm. and but then obviously Bernie wanted money, and he still he does. Took the still mo- wants it, yeah. And he, but he took the money of these dictatorships who wanted to legitimise their dictatorship with a global sporting event, and. I think one of the things that I remember is the Indian Grand Prix and David Coulthard was there and they, him and Eddie Jordan and Jake Humphrey, they would do this little walk. What year was it? Uh, this would have been probably maybe five years ago, six years ago. Mm. I misremember now. It could be longer, but, um, and then they would do the walk around taking the culture sure. of where they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think, David Coulthard spoke off the hymn sheet. Off the script? Yeah, because he said, we're here, it's, you know, the mo- one of the most, uh, one of the richest sports in the world. In one of the poorest countries. you're on the track. Yeah, he said, you're on the track, it's fantastic, this, that, whatever. And he said, you come out, you come out and the poverty smacks you in the face. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and, and I always believed that. And I think you've gone, you know, that, that government has paid a lot of money for that Grand Prix. Bahrain government paid a lot of money for that. You know, Abu Dhabi um, and uh, the Russian Grand Prix. You know, they, they would have paid so much money to legitimise and you know them as uh, an entity, regardless of human rights and equality and things like that. You know, if someone said, you know, there's a Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, you'd go, you know, there's... Um, you know, 
women not having the vote and women not being able to drive, sure. which I mean they're allowed now, but that doesn't mean, hey, suddenly everything's fine. You know, it's this, no, this but it is one little, less thing wrong. Yes, it is one less thing wrong, legally, but in society, I bet you it's yeah, not. Socially, it's probably tr- problematic. Socially, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's probably just the, the same as before. It's going to take, take so, a couple of generations to fix that problem, right? Exactly. So the whole Bahrain thing, and you know, and and even um, what's the other one? Hungary is it Hungarian Grand Prix? Um, where like you're not allowed to teach or talk to children about anything to do with being gay. Or, um, is so, it in Hungary? You know, is it I think it's a Hungarian thing. That would surprise me if it's that no, country. No, it's, it's Bulgaria. It's, oh, it's, Bulgaria. It's, They're very different Yeah, yes, Bulgaria. Sorry sorry to anybody who's listening from Hungary. Yeah, all three of you. Every Hungarian person. Um, but you we'll know, be number there, sixteen there automotive thing. podcast in Hungary right now. I reckon. You reckon? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if anybody in Hungary is listening, but if they are, I'm sorry. My grandfather um, was born in Budapest. Oh, I did not know that. Hmm, there's a lot of things you, you don't know about European me. Roots. Pardon? Mar- married in Europe. Uh, he and my uh, grandmother uh, met in a refu- war refugee camp. Oh, wow. Hmm. Oh, my word. I mean, I knew you were old, but. <laughs> so, hey, there's no hiding from a number, no. is there? <laughs> yeah. And one of us is but more sensitive is... about it than the other. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm obviously sensitive about my age, but which is why I don't like talking about it. But, um, but if I but, don't look at it, it will not exist. Yeah. Okay. Got exactly. It. Um, but back to the thing about yeah. Formula One. Formula One has traditionally gone, not traditionally, in probably the last 20 years, gone where the money is. We've got a and saying you know, in Australia it's gone where a fart won't go. <laughs> Which means oh it'll go anywhere. Whoever, you know, whoever's paying, it's coming. Yeah, exactly. And and that was the thing. You know, it, it started to go to, especially when it went to countries and parts of the world where they were there was no one that, turning up. You know, Mark Webber said it once. You know, he was being interviewed and he went, "What are we doing here?" Oh, look There's at no Abu Dhabi. How many times have you watched Abu Dhabi and looked at vacant? Grandstand. Yeah, exactly. It, there's no one there. And, you know, they, they're either there's no one, the population is interested, or they can't afford it. But look at the other extreme. Countries that mm. aren't traditional Formula One racing places, that when they get one, it makes the place. Look at Singapore. The place is heaving when Formula One's on. It's an amazing spectacle. Yeah, but isn't it more to do with money attracting money? Oh, yeah, the shit ton of cash in the town. Yeah, because when they have, you know, someone... When everyone's parked in their um, luxury super yachts around the circuit. Yeah, the marina and all of that. There's no doubt that attributes to it, but you know what? In Singapore, there's not 150,000 zillionaires Mm. that they are spectators. Yeah. No, I, I, I do get that because, and, and that's when it goes to a country where it's trying to promote itself 
and then you think, well, fair well, enough. Well, they do it for tourism, not, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not it's not going for because it's gone for the money in the last twenty years. They've gone where the money is, and it doesn't matter what kind of money it is. If it's dirty money, blood money, whatever it might be, we don't care. Well, there aren't many. Money, there aren't many sense. cities poorer than Sao Paulo, right? Yeah, pretty historical Formula One city, isn't it? But the thing is, it's there's always an atmosphere at that Grand Prix, isn't there? Like a mega atmosphere. Maybe they don't charge people to go and watch it. I mean, that would be amazing. But also, you know, they've had homegrown, like serious homegrown talent. Yeah, f- yeah, f- yeah. If if you look, you know yourself, and I know it's the same in the UK as it is all around the world. The only people driving those cars are the ones that buy those seats. Yeah. You know, whether it's they bring sponsors with them to buy the seat or mm. mum and dad have paid for their pathway up to a certain point. Yep. There's no yeah. no. no one's on the bones of their bum scrapping for a Formula One seat, are they? Not for well, not once they're up at Formula One. Um I think it's down it's when you're trying to get on the ladder. Like you know when you when yeah, you look at Stroll. It. His dad had to buy Aston Martin for Christ's sake for him to keep a seat. I know he had to buy the whole team. <laughs> and it's the same with you know Haas and yeah. Yeah what's his name? Um, he had to invest a massive amount into it. Uh, is the other one, is it Latifi at Williams? I don't, oh, maybe. Yeah, I think he's a... Do you like new cars? A driver. Um, no. How come? I don't. I like the big wheels on So I, I think it's to do with, do you remember A1 Racing? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The cars were supposed to all be the same, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, but the A1 racing were, it was a, the, it was basic aero on those. Hang on, let's stop for and a sec. I just want to backpedal in our conversation. I wonder where those cars went. That would be a good track car to buy now. <laughs> A1 racing? Yeah. <laughs> I reckon you get yourself true. a cheap. We should look into that. Yeah, you should get yourself, I reckon you get a good cheap, you know, formula style car. And make it road legal as well, so I could drive. Yeah, that's what I don't know about, but I'm talking about as a track car, right? Yeah. You'd probably pick it up for a song. It's probably 20 in a shed somewhere, right? I know, but you'd you'd need a team to get it going. You reckon? It's pro- you know, knowing knowing how racing historically works, the chassis would be unique, no question whatsoever, right? Some yeah. company would have been yeah. contracted to build that for the whole series, the chassis. Yeah, probably but Delaro or something. It probably uses a, like a, I don't know, a Ford Z-Tech motor or something in it. That punches out about 350 horsepower, so every car's the same. Oh, I don't and know. And weighs about 450 kilos, the car does, so it's probably incredibly fast and exciting. Yeah. But anyway, the, the thing about – and, yeah, where did they go? Because that was quite – it was who, – who did it? Who put money into it? I don't it know, but someone... it, sounds like a, it sounds like a project for you and I, doesn't it? And you know what? Yeah. If we can only get the chassis, no motors – we can put an LS in there. Dirty great six and a half litre, you know, 500 horsepower V8. Cost us only five or six grand. We need to get like the car designer on, the one who designed the A1 racing car. I reckon you could find him. He'll be a POM. I guarantee you he's an Englishman. All right, I'll look into it. I reckon he could be American. No. Nah. All the Formula One teams are based there in the UK. All those, all yeah, that type are. of racing. And, and do you know what? 
And, and do you know what? They're all they're all around here. They're all like within a two-hour drive. Of no, they're all they're all Milton Keynes. Yeah, Milton Keynes is Red Bull. Uh, no, Milton Keynes isn't Red Bull. Who's who's in Milton Keynes? Everyone's in Milton Keynes. I thought all the engineering companies are there. Everyone's there. No, because Brackley is Mercedes, which is near Silverstone. Um, but all the, yeah, I bet you all their parts and everything get machined up and everything over at Milton Keynes. They probably do. Um, anyway, let's find the guy who designed the A1 cars. Yeah. Which the new F1 cars look a bit like. Yeah, because I think that they're just so basic in their aero and there's no, you know, little winglets. And, and yeah, but it takes me back to a time of, you know, Schumacher and Senna and stuff, those cars, when they're that simple, you know? I know. And I, mean, I remember when uh, do you remember when Schumacher made his debut at the I think it was the Hungarian Grand Prix and he stepped in for what was the guy's name? He'd been arrested. I don't know. He'd been arrested for assault or something and they had to get they had to get someone in quickly and they got Schumacher. And he um it was the seven up Jordan car. Sure. It was sponsored by Seven Up. And I think he qualified it in something like fifth or something or seventh, and then it broke down after three laps. The next and the next Grand Prix, he was in a Benetton. Yeah, okay. And Eddie Jordan was like, "How the hell did how did we let him slip through our fingers?" <laughs> but the thing is, if he'd stayed, would he have been a seven-time world champion? I doubt it, because he got hooked up with. Um, would Lewis have be who he is without Mercedes? No, no, he wouldn't. No, and, it, and it's 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 very much. Uh, Would Valtteri Bottas have been a better driver for another team? No, Val, Valtteri Bottas hit the jackpot by being Lewis Hamilton's teammate. Well, on the same team, I don't know if I'd use the term teammate. Well, yeah, being on being in a Mercedes. So being in the Mercedes when he was, he the jackpot. You don't think he could have been a better driver car. driving for a different in a different car? No, um, you never know because the car will always be designed around your number one driver. So if you look at Albon, Alex Albon, mm. who's now at Williams, yep. he got promoted to from um, Toro Rosso, as mm-hmm. they were, yep. to uh, Red Bull, but the car was designed around Verstappen. So he got there and he couldn't drive the car. Yeah, cool. And it's that kind of thing where, you know, um, when... Plus he's not very likable. Verstappen or Albon? Albon. I think he's a little bit. Isn't he? I, th- I think he's a little bit spoiled. I didn't know that. I thought. You, I thought you didn't watch him on Drive to Survive. I don't watch Drive to Survive. Oh man, how can you be a Formula One fan and not watch that? Well, I've no I've one has ever provided it. a better insight to the sport than that TV show. But I feel it's fake. It's fake because some of the this is a preconceived idea of yours without actually watching it to find I can no, tell you you watch it you watch it and you're gonna well, say Mark you're right I'm sorry. Well 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 let me tell you Go on, then. I read a story just this morning because Verstappen has said that he is not he's not gonna be in it. He's so, refused to be a part of it. Who? And he uh, Max Verstappen. <laughs> that guy <laughs> He doesn't exist. He's not in Drive to Survive. Um, he said that it's because of the way that they fake rivalries and things like that. He said, if you know Lando Norris and you know Dan Ricardo, you know that they're actually great guys and they get on. 
but if you watch the show, he said yeah, there's, but, like, you know what? there's tension between them and stuff like that. The tension that's put between the drivers, anyone watching it can see there's no real drama. No one's getting out and belting each other. Yeah. It's just little, you know, not happy, oh, you know, oh, that was my line. There's no right. boom, 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 get out, rip helmets off and belt each other like in ice hockey. That, my friend, would be good television, but that doesn't happen. That would happen. be good. I mean, the, that does take me back to... Yeah, so the, the rivalry is talking about... Right, the rivalry is talking about is pissy. It's not actually right worthwhile to think that it's a genuine someone's getting upset because someone urinated in someone's helmet while they weren't looking. I mean, that would be something... That would be, be entertainment. I tell you, you want you want. Have you do you follow Nico Rosberg on social media? Uh, no, I don't. Well, you should hear his um, the way Michael Schumacher treated him. Mercedes, really? right? <laughs> you want to hear about um, teammates who are just mentally melting each other, right? Schumacher deserves a gold medal in it. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like three minutes for three minutes before qualifying, you know. If you follow Rosberg, he's typical German. Everything has to be done this minute, this minute, this minute, this minute, this minute, right? Schumacher's a little bit more free and easy but loves the mind games. Yeah. He would always make sure that the toilets were locked and, he, and Nico couldn't go before he had to go out and qualify. <laughs> and Nico could be completely melted and wouldn't be able to qualify, right, because <laughs> Schumacher would always make sure he can't go for a piss beforehand. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, he completely put him through the ringer. Well, I tell you what, I did hear about Rosberg because he did a couple of commentaries uh, mm-hmm. on the Sky um, coverage, and I don't watch Sky coverage. He, d- he does and excellent commentary, YouTube commentary before and after the races. Yeah, so I got a bit, there was a bit of feedback that I saw where a few people said that because he's relatively current, what was it, five years ago, four years ago, yeah. that he was a driver. World champion, yeah. Um, and yeah, and they they said that Brundle, Martin Brundle, you know, mm-hmm. probably number one commentator of Formula One around the world now, and they said he's just a little bit too long ago. Yep, because Rosberg could instantly get in the head of the drivers and talk about this yep. is what they're thinking about, this is what they're trying to manage, that's what they're doing. And when the drivers came out, they pretty much said what he was talking about over what was while yep. it was happening, mm-hmm. and um, and they said that you know. Maybe he needs to be on because he's he's obviously got so much more insight. Uh, but I feel like they should get <laughs> the number one technical, you know, what's it like in the car commentator they need to get now is Kimi Raikkonen. I think they need to get him on. With, with Rosberg, right, he's um, – he was running, you know, interviews with prominent – people in the automotive industry a little while ago on his YouTube channel, and he had Dan Ricciardo in. Oh, yeah. And Dan was talking about a track, and Nico says, oh, yeah, look, I can, I can see what you're doing wrong there because Rosberg was all about car setup and dynamic car setup and how to change things while you're driving and all that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. And he said, I'll tell you after the podcast what you need to do to make your car handle the way it's supposed to handle because he was struggling when he was at Renault, you know. Sure enough, next race, he, Ricardo comes out. You know, Ricardo had his best um, result in that car in that race, and he said, and he came back and said, "Yeah, it was because Nico said, told me what to do." 
Yeah, something to do with that's the way quite, that, the brake bias or suspension set up at certain times of the, you know, fuel loads and things like this. Well, that is so. I think that and that's fascinating ago, that stuff to me. It really, I, I really do find that stuff fascinating because I think when the first time Schumacher came along and he wanted, he had so many buttons on his steering wheel mm. and he wanted control over everything. Yeah, and German. that's the thing that. Yeah, and Ross, Ross Braun said, you know, when he's talking to me over the radio. Yeah, I've got no idea what he's like talking he's about. Sat, <laughs> he said it's like he's, sat in the, it's like he's sat in the next room. Yeah. He's not breathing heavy. I can hear him clearly. Mm-hmm. And he's probably overtaking somebody down the outside on the dirty part of the track while he's twiddling with something on the steering wheel. And he's talking to me saying, I'm going to come in on blah, 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 lap. Yep. And he went, it was the first time it ever happened. You know, the guy was super fit. He was very technical. Um, and when you think about, you know, Senna was like that. He wanted to know everything about the car, everything about the setup. I wonder, how, when, I wonder how involved um, Hamilton is. Um, he is more so now. I've read a lot about it and, you know, I've seen interviews with engineers and stuff like that. And there's, you know, there's um, a, a time where they said, oh, he's now, you know, the complete driver. But there's a lot of the times he he might question a decision that the team is making. But yep. Whereas if you look at someone like Alonso, even someone like Jensen Button, who was quite a technical driver, or Senna or Schumacher or, you know, those mm-hmm. kind of serious drivers, they would just overrule the pits and say, I'm coming in on this lap. Or sure. I remember Alonso saying he asked about another driver where that car was on the track. Mm-hmm. And all the commentators were saying, why is he asking about that car? I think it was about 30 laps later, he went into the pits, came out, and they were both in the same part of the track. Yeah. And they were like, how did he know 30 <laughs> laps back that they were going to come out on the same part of the track? Yeah. And it was, you know, it's that kind of thing, whereas Hamilton's got better over it, and it's not something that came naturally to him. Yeah, because sure. even when he first went to Mercedes, they interviewed him, and he went, and he, he, exact words he said, there's too many buttons on the steering wheel. Yeah. He said, Michael liked to control everything. I don't want to know what that is. Mm-hmm. And, but the thing is, He's just so flipping talented at driving a car. Sure. And he can now manage the car and he can do all of those things. But, you know, there were times where he was a little bit emotional. That, But, you know, now you look at him because he's so mature and he's been around for so long. Yeah. It's like there's no – he might come out and say something like he's been under pressure or he might throw his toys out of the pram or he might say something, but he's driving under pressure. is impeccable. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure anybody can match him right now. But there was a period where, you know, he was a bit up and down. Rosberg won the title because Hamilton's head wasn't in the game at every race. Rosberg won it through will. He did, but he also won it by just being consistent. And, you know, everyone, there's, I know quite a few Lewis Hamilton fans who say Rosberg didn't deserve the title that year. But I, he totally People are going to say that about Verstappen last year, aren't they? Yeah, they are. That that's a whole different thing. That's no, but a, it's nonetheless. I, I it is a deserve not deserve. Yeah, it is situation. Right? But that it that's a, a, a that's the conversation. But it's kind of a, I have, I still haven't wrapped my head around it. That's Whereas the 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 Rosberg season was Rosberg bought his A game to every Grand Prix. Every uh, honestly, qualifying. if you if you're an F1 fan, two things go through Rosberg's. Um, channel and look at some of his older videos, right? Two, watch Drives to Survive, you idiot. <laughs> right Now, let's stop talking about F1 for a second. I want to talk about podcasting yes. for a moment. 
Right, okay. And the surprising news that another Porsche podcast decided to stop last week. Yes, I did want to talk about that. I did have a note on that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still gutted. It's so, kind of ruined my Tuesdays and Fridays. So anyone that listens to this podcast very will likely have listened to Michael Bath's Porsche Cooled podcast. With Steve, every second week, the two of them just crapping on about being enthusiasts and buying odds and sods for their 997s. Hmm? A lot of gear knobs. Oh, I love the gear knob. <laughs> they and, love the gear And an knobs. interior fitting, right? Yeah, Or, exactly. in Steve's case, 87 different exhausts. Yes. But, but great, good listening. I love listening to it yeah. about them all, right? Yeah, and that was it. That It was just two guys sat there mm-hmm. talking about what their passion is, yep. and there was nothing else to it. And, no. that, and that's what made it. It never changed. It never became about anything other than two mates. So, and, and you know, you can't replicate that. They were. They, it's obviously they've been mates for years. Yeah. And it and it just it just worked. And um, um, every other week, um, owner stories. And Ajmal, you know, would not have no, met no, it if it wasn't Tuesday. for Michael. It was every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and and that's how, obviously how I met Michael. Um, and I, I got into the podcast, and for a long time, it was the only podcast I listened to. Yeah, good one. So, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, Tuesday and Friday, I'd go for a walk, middle of the day, Tuesday, middle of the day, Friday, yep. and listen to the podcast. Yeah, so it was and, a, quite, a, quite a surprise for me. Oh, look, I get it. I know how yep. um, uh, fastidious Michael is about every single aspect of his life, <laughs> and the time he would have put into managing his podcasts would have been comprehensive. Yep. It would be disproportionate to the return he would have got out of it. So I'm hardly yep. I'm hardly surprised. Look, to give you some perspective, I know in conversations I've had with Michael in the past, he spends somewhere up sometimes up to three to four hours editing his podcast. Mm-hmm. To give listeners a perspective, yep. I spend and if we have someone that doesn't if we that as long as no one says I don't want to talk about that in one of our podcasts the only editing I do is top and tail and publish. Yep. So, so for the quick ones, right. realistically, it's a 10-minute job for me. Yeah, I'm a bit like that sometimes with my videos. Yep. So, um. <laughs> you know, that that's to give you some idea on it. Look, I'm, I rely more on the tech to produce better sound than messing around with the audio. Yeah, and, and the thing is it's because Michael put out the – he's. He put out a product that was consistent. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, there was no week that someone would have listened to it. Certainly I didn't, where I would have listened to it and gone, that was a bit rubbish. I'm not sure I want to listen to it anymore. It was just every week it was something you waited mm-hmm. for and it was engaging. And I just liked that it was just two blokes chatting away about about something they're passionate about. And it and it would be stuff about, oh, did you did you read that thing? Did you hear what so-and-so said? Yep, yep. Um, and it was it was stuff like that. And but I especially liked it when they went into the really detail of doing something like, I can't get the gear knob off <laughs> my car. <laughs> and it's just that, you know, sometimes it's yep, just... Yep. We've all been and there. One of them, yeah, and one of them, uh, the, the thing that made me laugh out loud the most was when I decided to wash my uh, 9-11 after like a 10-month gap. And yep. I'm washing and I thought, do you know what? I'll listen to the latest Porsche Cool podcast. I'm listening to it. And... <laughs> and, and Steve says, have you seen State of Agile's Porsche? Just watch the fucking thing. <laughs> and I'm actually physically watching it. Doing it at the time. <laughs> yeah. Classic. 
Well, look, if, if the boys, unlikely they're listening, but if they are, Steve, Michael, thanks for the great content in the past. If you feel that you want to talk to anyone or the people still, come on anytime you want as guests. Yeah, you don't. You haven't got to do any prep or no, any editing. No editing. Um, come on and crap and on. And I think, yeah, and um, Michael did put a post out on Instagram saying that it most likely will return in a maybe a slightly different format. So yeah, we'll see. Just he'll probably he'll he's forgotten how easy his life is not doing it. <laughs> well, I mean, who knows? He might be prepping for something else. So Porsche Cool is, is a brand now. I think it's mm-hmm. a brand. Yep. And you know, it's not something that's going to disappear. Well, let's so see. If he came back, like I said, if he wants, if the, if the boys want to come on and have a chat, let's get him on anytime they want. Yeah, I'm going to message him. I know Steve's not going to be interested because I've already asked him. Definitely message him again. So now that, you, now that no one's listening to you, we've got four <laughs> listeners. He's going to say, oh, go on, it's only four people. Uh, but <laughs> Can we, um, You're just telling him we're going to talk about exhaust pipes and car, uh, mate, car cleaning. That's it. No, I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to Michael. I think he might. He might. Um, but it just depends because... He might just want to take a clean, like you might want to detox from it all, but oh, I'll, uh, I'll reach out to him. I noticed that um, Instagram follower 996 Revival posting, yeah. promoting um, our podcast on their stories. Thank you very much. Yes, I did see that, which is nice. And uh, I did see, I think, a couple of podcasts back, uh, Sarah from LA Dismantler, she posted one. I saw that also. We've got to get Sarah on. Which is nice. Oh, so what's happening with um? Are we are we, you know, flying up the charts or are we disappearing like? I've got to be honest with you, I've not even looked. I've been that under the pump, right? I was, like last week when we did Brock, I was in Melbourne, hence me having okay. to get up at three a.m. to do that podcast. Oh God, yeah. Uh, today is what Thursday. Saturday, Thursday, I'm going yes. back to Melbourne for eleven days, so the, I'll be recording the next couple. So you, you might be you might be getting some morning calls from me instead of oh lunchtime calls. <laughs> oh, not that early. Like if you if you're up at eight, yep. I think that's nine for me or something like that. Anyway, so yeah, it's doable. I'll wait till you get the kids off to school. That's nine. Okay, we'll work around that. We'll work it. We'll work it out. It, yep. Yeah, it's not not a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think. Um, hang on, what was the thing that you were about to say? Oh yeah, the charts thing we haven't focused on. But the thing that we haven't done is the giveaway. I've still got it here, sitting on, sitting right next to me. The Timex watch. Yeah, so oh, what, what were the rules? The rules were that someone, someone just needs to leave us a review and DM us. And that's it. That's all we've got to do. Yeah. If you want a Timex okay. watch, I've got plenty of stuff to give away, but no one wants it. I don't mean to do that. Do you, know, do do you think we'd have this problem if it was a Rolex instead of a Timex? Uh, well, I don't know. I think... Because it's a decent looking watch. It's I think it's pretty watch. smart. Yeah. yeah and it's see. reliable. It's going to work. <clears throat> yeah. It's still, it's still even got the clear plastic over the face. Hang on. For those of you watching the video, <laughs> looks pretty smart. Yeah. It's still got the plastic on the uh, buckle. On the strap. Never yeah. been worn. The battery, I know, will be good because it hasn't been. Um, had the plastic thing pulled out oh. for the quartz yet, so yeah. Like I said no. It's, it's got the hand. It. It's got the book and everything in it. It's got the box. There you go. 
Do you want a Timex watch? It's, I reckon it's a pretty nice one too. Yeah. So we need, you know, we need a, a good few reviews. We positive do need one, reviews. Positive, got... one, a positive one would be great. Yeah. <laughs> positive hey, review. I'm not sending this to an arsehole that gives us a one star. I'm just letting you know now, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, hopefully that'll be something that we could announce on the next one maybe. Let's do it. So anyone out there, Timex giveaway. I've got some better ones. I've got some better giveaways coming. Oh, my God. Is, is one of them a Tilt Yaris GR? No, it might be a driving light out of one, though. <laughs> <laughs> I found on the road next to a kangaroo. The, um, I was thinking, I was going to approach sponsors for our podcast. Yeah. Initially, it'll be product they're going to send us. Yep. So I need Are to we going to review those products? Maybe. Yeah. To do so, I've got to find a sponsor that's in the UK and Australia so they can send you something and me something to do the comparison because oh, the cost of shipping for one of us to the other is problematic, right? Yeah. Yeah. At the moment. That's true. That is true. So. Okay, we need to work that out. You got some homework. Start dropping emails to the marketing of all the Prosecco makers in Valdobbia Ardenia, all right, and see they'll have distributors in well, um, well, Australia I do get, and the UK. You know, a few likes. I do get a few likes and messages from a Prosecco producer. You know, they do the organic one that I like. That's so going to an Australian distributor. Yeah, I'll work it out. Let's do it. Do it. Hey, well, I know we're good at crapping on, right, and we have done so for an hour and a half now, but... Oh, my God. <laughs> how much better would it be if we were half cut? That is true. Not so good for you. You've got the rest of the day ahead of you, but I'm about to go to bed. That'll be fine. The, the, the trick is to not stop. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I'd have to just go straight down the pub. Love a trick, right? <laughs> I'd, have to, I'd have to line up a couple of friends that I'm going to have to meet straight yeah. down the pub. After uh, I suspect that the seat in the box won't go flat enough for when you're required to sleep in it because of how the wife is after this. No, no, I'd, I'd, I'd always use the 911 for that. Yeah, okay, good, good, yeah. Yeah, and there's a, there's a reclining chair in the garden as nice. well. Nice, nice. Like a blanket. Yeah, that's <laughs> this, you're coming in the time of the year where you'll get away with it, but most of the year you yeah. won't. Yeah. Like there's a, there's, a, <laughs> there's a thing in the garden when we bought the house, yeah. and it was called the summer house, and it's actually a shed with a glass door. Yep, sure. <laughs> So I reckon if I, you know, slept in there, it uh, it'd be quite warm. It sounds like a bit of a man sleep. cave. No, no, no good. It's not. Okay, no good. It's not, it hasn't got a toilet. No pinball machine. No pinball machine. I'd love a pinball machine. My daughter discovered a pinball machine for the first time only a couple of weeks ago. What? Well, she oh, had, I guess my daughter. She's only nine, so she hadn't actually yeah. seen or used one. And she goes, "Dad, what's that?" And I said, "Oh, that's a pinny," you know. I actually had one as a kid. Oh, right. I've, one of the old ching, 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 you know, 50s style yeah. and the rollover scoring thing. Oh, I loved it. Right? Yeah, because there was one of the, when I used to work, when I, my first I job. I in a competition, Hushmel. What? When I was like you got- 11 years old or 12 years old, I won a pinball machine in a competition, a proper one from a pinball You're arcade. A pinball wizard. You're a pinball wizard. No, I wasn't. No, I didn't win it from playing pinball. Oh. It was like a random oh, right. name so out of a just... name out of a hat type thing, you know. Oh, and they delivered it. They put it in my bedroom. And mum comes home and says, "What's this?" I said, "It's going nowhere." 
And she went, yeah, it is, straight out the window. Oh, no, this thing's too big. Look, it weighed. It must have weighed 100 kilos, this penny. Maybe it's still in a garage somewhere. No, no, she, she flogged it when it, not long after I started high school when I was not home. She sold it without telling me. Oh, Because oh I spent goodness. too much time on it. See, I need to sell some stuff. Uh, I've got some comics that I need to sell. They're not very, they're not very good, but I was going to give them away and someone said, actually, they're worth like £500. That sounds like oh. the amount of money you're going to need to spend with Jack to fix that boxer. That is true. That is true. So if anybody wants to buy some comics. Are we going to turn into one of those radio stations that has buy and sell, you know, like late night where the people over yeah, 80 yeah. bring in? Late night buy and sell. <laughs> no, I should. Uh... <laughs> Here you go, Mo. <laughs> yeah. Are you That's looking for mom. Spawn number 63? <laughs> I've got yeah. a mildly worn copy. I, no, I would never give that away. I've only got Spawn once number two. 28. Yeah. Oh, no. Number one is number 24. For all you nerds out there. Got it. Yeah. They're for one year. They're from 1990, I think. Oh, no. That's yeah. enough for us tonight. Let's pull yeah, the Yeah. Well, well, I shouldn't give away my comics, is what you're saying. You'll regret it. Yeah, that's true. That is true. If yeah, you're going to get rid of comics, I reckon keep them for another. How old is your daughter now? Your oldest? Uh, seven. I can wait till she's 12. By that point, well, she'll either have gotten into it or not. Because if she does get into it, you'd hate to have to go and buy some of these again because you'd want to to share the oh, joy God, yeah. you got no, out of them. No, but she would. She would be into them. That's the thing. Yeah, okay. I have deliberately hidden them from her ah. because we relented and allowed her to have Harry Potter last, week, good. last weekend. And she's uh, three days couldn't talk to her. Every head in. lunch, yeah. Every lunch we went to, every coffee I took her out to. She's at head home. in a comic. Yeah, head in a book. In a Harry girl's Potter going books. through a graphic novel thing at the moment. My daughter, she's reading a lot of graphic novels at the moment. I've actually got to check them because a lot of graphic novels aren't actually that suitable for children. Exactly. That's why there's a lot of stuff in the comics that she can't read. Yeah, so yet. I can't. And 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 we've only given her Harry Potter one to three because then yeah, people okay. start dying. Yeah, so okay. we haven't given her number four yet. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, she's she knows where they are on the shelf, but she can't get to them yet. Yeah, hmm. not yet. She's not so sneaky like enough yet. Yeah, she's not sneaky enough yet. So, All right, then, mate. Um, let's call, let's pull, call quits yeah. here. Thank you very much for the uh, chat today. It's been good. Nice catch up, mm-hmm. uh, listeners out there. Please think about subscribing, following whichever platform you're using. Would love some uh, reviews on iTunes because that seems to be the one that most people are listening to us on. If you want the Timex watch, leave a review, send Ajmal or I a DM on Instagram, yep. you'll find us. In fact, if you talk, type in Porsche Talk Podcast into Google, you'll get to us. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks, Ajmal. Looking forward to chatting next time. Thank you.